Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What up, everybody? What's good, family? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure you guys continue to follow us on our Facebook page, also on our YouTube channel, and you can follow us on social media on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and also on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. I'm your boy, Trey Frazier. I got my brother, Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got a Miami legend in the building today, y'all. Hey, yay! We got a we got a, we got a sports talk. We got a Miami sports talk legend right here on the platform. Uh, DJ, uh, radio host, uh, the Jeff Fox Show is the platform. Uh, Mr. Jeff Fox, thank you for you know stopping through the barbershop here on the podcast here. Um, how's everything, man? And uh, we appreciate you hopping on for a few minutes with us. Uh, everything's great, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm honored to be here. Uh, I love what we do. As I said at the top with you guys, I want us to continue to expand uh, black media, you know, uh, not just sports, man, but every platform, because our narrative is always different from others. It's just we can tell our own story, you know, and who, yeah. who better to tell it than us? You know. I feel you. Well, look, man, we, I, I want to get straight into it, man. Uh, what do we need to do as a, as a culture to, uh, you know, get our voice out there? Uh, that's probably one of the greatest mysteries, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that we've seen so far. But I'll be honest with you. I just think that we we need to be able to work together. You know, we, we need to be able to come together and brand, not call each other Uncle Tom's. You know, one of my good friends, you know, we're not best friends, but we're good friends, is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. And and I know he gets a lot of grief uh, from up-and-coming black uh, sports writers and athletes. He gets a lot of people don't like him, you know. Um, and that's fine. You know, that comes with the territory mm-hmm. when you get that large. Yeah. But he was one of my favorite one of my first interviews, big interviews, when I first started, almost 18 years ago. And, wow. And Stephen A., still to this day, I could text him during Sports Center or whatever he's on, first take. And within 10 or 15 minutes, he hits me back. Mm. Uh, he's a That's a blessing, man. That's, yeah. you know, to be able to 
text someone in the middle of a show and be able to have that connection with someone of importance in the industry is a blessing, bro. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else, man. We have an advantage. With the color of our skin, we have an advantage. When I first got in this game, I remember being at a Major League Baseball event and the great Andre Dawson was there, the Hawk. Mm -hmm. And it was predominantly white media it was a Marlins event and everybody else, you know, but he saw some black guys and gravitated over. He, he said, he said it, man, I'm saying over here with you guys. Like I just, yeah. he just felt comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Dan Lebertard, uh noticed something similar that happened during the Super Bowl here in Miami when uh, the Maurice Smith was going around doing media uh, stuff, going from station to station. Mm -hmm. Now, you ever seen the highlight of the uh, Obama video when Obama's going to the Congress and he's shaking hands with the white guy and saying, hey, how you doing, how you doing? Then he gets mm -hmm. a brother and he goes, hey! Right, hey. right, yeah. That's how right. it was the Maury Smith when he did Radio Row. And yeah. Dan Levitard noticed it. And Dan Levitard said, well, how come you get all huggy-dory with the sports brothers and all we get is an ordinary handshake? Right, now, right. Yeah, that subliminally, we are more comfortable around us with our own people. Yeah, that's facts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's what happens. I mean, so that happens in every facet of life. Hey, coach, yeah. NFL, why don't we get opportunities? Because the ownership is white. So who are they going to hire? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. So I'm just going to get right to it because you're down in Miami. You see everything that's going on with the Dolphins. Um, take me through this Brian Flores thing with the lawsuit against the NFL and some of the things that have been going on. Because one thing that I heard was the situation where the owner was on his yacht with Flores with a particular quarterback. And everybody seems to think it was Tom Brady. Um, I thought it was Deshaun Watson at first, but everybody seems to think it was Tom Brady. Um, share with us what you know behind the scenes in regards to that. I know about as much as you guys know, just to be honest. And mm -hmm. and I can tell you personally, me working with the Dolphin organization, I love that organization. I, I, I they they treat me very well. I you know I get access to everything. Um, they've supported my show. They've supported me uh, once this pandemic started around here. Uh, they've done a great job. I think probably the best in the NFL at being involved in the community because the stadium, Hard Rock Stadium, is located smack dab in the middle of the blackest city in Miami, uh, Miami Gardens. Mm -hmm. You know, and they just go out of their way. Now, as far as football operations and and Stephen Ross and all of that, I can't say specifically that I've noticed anything as far as uh, racial tendencies or that sort of thing. Because as a matter of fact, I wrote an article maybe about a year or two ago uh, that I commended the Dolphins for A, hiring Brian Flores and having uh, Chris Greer in the front office. Mm -hmm. Two major black executives in the NFL. You weren't seeing that around the league. You know what I'm saying? So... Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think they have been dysfunctional in the past, the whole organization. You know, we had yeah. the head coach and 
we had the uh, Willie Gate. You know, there there have certainly been some ways and things that has happened with the Dolphin organization where we flat out embarrassed ourselves. I mean, mm. they embarrassed us. us. Let's put that on them because it was them that was doing it. Right. This here in South Florida, but with the Brian Flores thing, I think that's more of an NFL problem than a Dolphin problem. Than a Dolphin's problem. Okay. Uh, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's more a league wide problem. Even the whole Colin Kaepernick trying to get back in the league thing with mm-hmm. uh, Davis issuing a comment the other day. The NFL got a long way to go, man. A long yeah. way to go. And I don't believe that story when he is on the Raiders payroll. Yeah. Other than that, it's just noise. That. That. Hey Jeff, um, I, I want to take it back just for a little bit. I know we was we was getting ready to delve into sports, but I, I am interested. Tell me briefly about where how you started in this sports media thing. Um, growing up in the Bahamas, man, where I'm originally from. Shout out to mm-hmm. the Buddy Hill, Jazz Chisholm, mm-hmm. all the Bahamians doing big things in sports. Um, I started as a, I, I was a rapper. In the early 90s, did a video with uh, one of the black crew guys at a record deal, came over and um, decided to just get into hip hop instead mm-hmm. of sports, you know, because again, I, I got a job at a Bahamian radio station right out of high school. And mm-hmm. I stuck with it. I never went to school for this, you know. I never went to Syracuse like Gus Johnson and all the other so many great ones. I just, if you remember the movie Drumline, yep. You guys just caught me on a good thing because I talk a lot. Yeah. Remember the movie Drumline, Nick Cannon's character could not read music. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep, he, I yeah, I remember. Can you guys on here? But he his yeah. ass off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got some um, drums and shit. So that was me. I wanted to imitate Bob Costas. I wanted to. Mm. Brian Gumble, uh, there was a guy who wrote for Sports Illustrated, uh, who wrote Ralph Whiting. Okay. Great Ralph Whiting. He passed away. He was my favorite guy. He was Stephen A. Smith before Stephen A. Smith. Wow. Okay. 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 Never heard of him, but okay. The sports reporters with ESPN. I admire guys like that. Bill Roden, uh, Michael Wilbon, certain, certain type of yeah. guys. What about uh, Rob Parker? Love Rob Parker. He retweeted mm. me the other day. I love Rob Parker. You know, a little closer with Chris Broussard, but Rob's my man. He, he retweeted me the other day on something I posted uh, about jazz, I think, or something. But anyway, yeah. it's guys like them that I would imitate and, you know, got into radio broadcasting at the urging of my family when I moved back to Miami. Uh, they were like, get back into it. And again, Steve yeah. was one of my first big interviews. So we got to do the Sports Brothers, and we preceded Dan Levitard. We were between him and Colin Cowherd on 790. So while mm. the Fox 2s were in Atlanta doing their thing, we had the Sports Brothers in Miami doing basically the same thing, and we were both number one in our respective cities. Right. That's dope. Short-lived. It was short-lived. Yeah. That there was not enough support. Right. Right. Wow. Hey, do okay. you know um do you know Joy Taylor personally? 
Joey Taylor? Yes, I know Joey. Okay, what's what's her personality like? Super cool. Tell the maestro said, what up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will do that. In fact, shout out to shout out to Joy Taylor. <laughs> you do tour the space. I was enjoying tour the space a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, she be in the Twitter spaces a lot. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I'm following people that are in the industry, and sometimes she'll pop up in somebody's spaces and you know kind of host the whole thing. So oh, all way, man. But she do got the looks, though. You know, you gotta. Yeah. She fine. Let's face it. Yeah, she fine. Well, and she, she seemed like, you know, she seemed just as cool. You know, she seemed like she cool, though. Yeah, she is. She is. She. I was at 790 in the ticket. Um, and Joy was at WQAM with Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. And all of them. And they had the Super Bowl champ, Michael Irvin, 790 had us. And we whooped their ass in the ratings every time. Mm-hmm. And I, like, we beat them because, like you guys called yourselves the barbershop. That's what we were, the sports world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We weren't former jocks. We weren't uh, somebody who went to school and studied all this stuff. We were fans like your fans, and people related to us. And yeah. Just, yeah. You just shot from the hip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go to a game and meet a total stranger, and by the time the end of the game is over, you and that guy are like best of friends. Mm-hmm. For sports. Is supposed to give. That's what sports is supposed to deliver. You know? Mm. Facts. I, you drive the gym. You driving gyms right there, Jeff. Hey, yeah. You driving gyms right there. Yeah, I lived in an apartment complex one time, you know, when I was raising my kids here, and there was a white guy that lived above me, a couple floors above, and he would see me all the time and would never speak to me. Mm. You know? And I just thought he was racist. Mm. You know? I mean... So, the Marlins got to the playoffs one year and, you know, magically won the World Series. And during that time, I started wearing Marlins gear. And one time, he held the door open for me to come in the lobby of the building. And I was going, you know, and next thing I know, he and I, he discovered that we both like baseball, both like going to Marlins Stadium. Next thing you know, we started going together and became one of my best friends. They worked mm. for the National Weather Service, not a racist bone in his body. But mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. and for sports. Right. Right. You know yeah. Again, yeah. It's sports, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can ask yeah, you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the coverage of the Brittany Griner story? Um, it's lacking. Um, it's definitely at least in the last couple of months, it's been lacking. Now, I heard today that they've come to the conclusion that her being held in Russia was, you know, on the wrong side. So my response to that is, okay, now that y'all took all this time to admit your wrongdoing, bring her home. Like, that's that's all, we, that's all we've been asking for on this side is bring Brittany Griner home because not just because... She don't belong there. She belongs here. You know, she's American. But with all the stuff that's going on over there, you know, God forbid something happens to her. We, right. we don't want that. So, yeah, bring bring her home. Right. And I, yeah. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it's just um, it seemed it seemed bad from the beginning. 
it didn't, it, you know, and, and I don't pretend to have all the facts, but I, I, I'm more of a, a look at the situation from my from my own little two eyes, and that don't feel right to me. Um, it didn't feel right. I, I, I get that rules are a little more strict than maybe in Russia, and, you know, however they feel about weed and drugs over there, I've heard things about that, but the thing for me is, is... Um, Sent her home. She should have been. She should have been home. I, I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing about people. Yeah, I'm hearing about people. Uh, what was, I heard about somebody, um, some soldier or something that that you know shot somebody or something crazy that got out before her or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I got a problem with I, that. My thing is this. I feel like if that was Paige Beckers from. Mm. Mm-hmm. There would have been a national outrage. Yeah. I believe that. There would have been a national yeah. outrage. I believe that 100%. Race. But they got to. That's why black media, again, is important. Because mm-hmm. CNN's not thinking about it. ESPN is not thinking about it. All of them are bringing up Brittany Griner at the bottom of the hour. And, mm. and instead of at the top of the broadcast, they wait until they run through all the top stories or whatever. Oh, by the way, Brittany Griner, that whatever. If that was Paige Beckers, mm. you from UConn, Paige Beckers, eighteen or yeah. no? Yeah, not a WNBA All Star, and even if it was, let's say it was Diana Taurasi, it's Sue Bird. Oh, you yeah. guys know what I mean. They would have been home. Yeah, they been home already. It would have yeah. been a outrage. It would have been a catastrophe. Exactly. And it, the Brittany Griner situation gets me really, really upset. Now the league, as you guys know, will put a BG on the floor when they start playing on Friday. And they're doing all the little... Right. The gestures. The, the pandering kind of a thing. Yeah. But this is an outrage. This is disgraceful. And it's yeah, man. What she has to endure. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, like I, I, I like, I, and I feel socially responsible here. And like when you say that to me, I'm like, damn, like I kind of forgot about it up until a couple of days ago. Well, it was it. Like, you know, my son's girlfriend is my son's about to graduate. Uh, mm-hmm. His girlfriend is from Ukraine, so I I got to meet a Ukrainian in person or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and congrats by the way to your son. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah congrats. And you know, she, while she's not directly connected to what's going on over there, um, you know, we I, I can sympathize. Mm-hmm. You know, and all CNN talks about every day, and I love CNN, but I had to take a break because it became overkill. Yeah, yeah. Like they covered nothing else but this Ukrainian war, and yeah. I. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, it's almost as if COVID just left the country altogether. Yep. <laughs> and got bumped by Ukraine, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, the travesty, what's going on there with them, I, I hope it comes to an end. I can't imagine it. And I think we're so fortunate to be able to live the way we live and do the things we do and not have to go through that. I couldn't fathom it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I, can't, I can't even relate. And so the CNN coverage of it is just overkill. And I just think, again, relating back to what I talked to you guys about with Brittany Griner, 
Brittany Griner was a white girl, man. They mm-hmm. look Paige Beckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'd be home already. Like, man, they would have sent some soldiers. Or- yeah, I'm about to say. And at least if she wasn't home, we'd be ta- it'd be top front page news every day. Every day. Every day. And that's sad. That's sad that we're still yeah. 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 Like why yeah. like why couldn't she get the ASAP Rocky treatment, right? Because if you remember that story, Eggs. he got caught up overseas and Trump sent people for him to come back to the States. And the barbershop is on point, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> think you like. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, yes, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Well, let me let me say it, let me say it, and, and and now and now you got my consciousness. Free Brittany Griner, man. Send her back home, man. Send her, yeah, because that's craziness. You right, man. You need to hashtag and, and I, that, man. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. No, but it was a time where where you would see it every once in a, if you scroll Twitter now and then for a week, you'd see it. But like we kind of everybody just kind of it right now. I feel guilty. And she in jail. And she in jail for some mm-hmm. bullshit every single day. Every she don't day. get a break off of it. Nope. No betrayal. In Russia. Yeah, Rocky. Like, I thought, like, okay. Trump went and got that Rocky. Went and got it. Like. And that was pandering. Let's be clear. It yeah. definitely was. It definitely was. It was a political move. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. We're together some, some votes, you know, from us. They, mm-hmm. It was very trivial to, to now that you think about it, but it yeah. was regardless. Like, you know, as black content creators, we could definitely be doing our part yeah. in helping oh, gosh, bring Brittany Griner home for certain, bringing awareness to it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it'd be good if we as black media could help out and these are the things that we can contribute to. You know, the whole Brian Flores story. We could, you know, there's a cat that I follow from New York. Uh, he's got a site, First and Pen. First and P-E-N dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yousef from the Shadow League. He, he used to be with Shadow League. Mm-hmm. Now he started his own thing. Follow that brother, man. Very conscious. Yeah. yeah I, think I, I think I follow somebody from the Shadow League. You said he's not there no more, though, right? Yeah, he's not there. He's got firstandpen.com. Oh, got you. Okay, okay. first and pen. Okay. Yeah, he does some great articles, man. Sports from our perspective. You know, got which it. the original idea. Well, first and pen. First and pen. That's not hard. That's not hard to. Uh, that's not. Uh, that's easy, easy to, remember. to forget. Yeah, easy to remember. Right. Easy yeah. to remember. And quickly, great writer. Quickly, Jeff. Um, your thoughts on the Miami Heat and how far they can go in the playoffs. Um. Philadelphia 76ers have no shot against the Heat. No shot. Uh, I feel bad for Sixers fans, but I don't feel bad for Sixers fans. <laughs> Ever since they moved Michael Irvin, they, they deserve what they did. Uh, <laughs> but Miami, Miami can't. I think Milwaukee has been slept on. Even I have so much yeah. respect for that team. I have. I have. I definitely slept on them. Because... And you got to give it to him. Giannis has improved a lot. Yeah. Right? And it, it's an aggressiveness right now. He he don't care. Yeah, he don't care. I'm ready to say he's the best player in the league. I'm ready to say I'm it's his lead now. I'm with you. And even with Chris Middleton out, 
Milwaukee's still a very dangerous team. And you know who is the difference in that team? I think you know. It's Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 We people like put a box on Giannis. I'm talking about the Miami Heat. Yeah. And we would just come at him with a wave of defenders and wing guys. But Milwaukee's got a perfect squad right now. The only way we come out of the Eastern Conference, and I think the Miami Heat top to bottom are probably the best team in the East. But mm-hmm. Milwaukee's the champ. And with that, they have championship DNA just like the Miami Heat. You got to give that to them. Right. And they're getting some contributions from some really, really unlikely sources. Mm-hmm. Grayson Allen. I didn't know Bobby Bobby Portis could shoot three. All of a sudden, Bobby Portis could shoot threes. Bobby Portis has stepped up big time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just hype. You know, the Bobby, Bobby chance of the yeah. yeah. Uh, that's something happened with that, and it motivated him, and he has come back better this year. When, He's you, win the champ- when you win a championship – it, it changes things, man. It changes things. Now he's got low post moves. Uh, he's got a mid-range shot, which he always had. Mm-hmm. More consistent with the three. He's grabbing rebounds. He's playing great defense. He's adding energy. You know, he's got all of that. I think we have the formula to beat Milwaukee. And by saying that, I'm already dismissing Boston. They're dismissed. Yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. you're dismissed. It's just... Mm-hmm. In Milwaukee right now. And there is mm. a victory for Miami. We got to hit the threes. Yeah. The yeah. weakness is the three. Miami mm-hmm. is the three. So styles make fights, right? Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. The way the Miami he played is something that can beat the Milwaukee Bucks. We just have to be on with it. Because if mm. our three ain't going in, we ain't winning. We ain't winning. Yep, I agree. Y'all did it in the bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, we did it before, but they were killing them with the three. Right, Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. That's how we find out who he is. Mm-hmm. This Heat team is so versatile, man. You know, yeah, hero. Shout out to hero. Just one six six yeah. man, and they've got a bunch of guys. I was on the floor before the game last night talking to. Um, one of the Heat radio guys, uh, Tony Fiorentino, I was talking to him mm-hmm. and some of the local media here. And the Miami Heat always find these guys that have that Miami Heat culture. You heard about the Heat culture? That's some real shit. And it goes mm-hmm. years to Pat Riley when he first got here. It's real as it gets, man. Yeah. We'll write an article on that really soon, but it's real. It's very real. And P.J. Tucker is the perfect Miami Heat player. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Vincent. Seen that way. Yeah, perfect Miami Heat player. Uh, Seen that way. Going back to years past, guys like, like um, that we got from Portland. What's his name? The, the point guard who played with Clyde Drexler. Terry Porter. Terry Porter. Uh-huh. I was with you. Lakers, Terry Porter. He was a solid guy for us. GP, Gary Payton. Gary Payton was solid, yeah. Solid for us. Pat Riley has a way of identifying guys like this that have that inner toughness. You know what I'm saying? Right, that I feel you. Tough times in the playoffs. And I'm finding out now that Victor Oladipo has that in him too. Mm-hmm. All these guys that. that can contribute, 
I mean, Eric Spolstra, I give him credit in being the best coach of basketball because, in my opinion, he is. I think he has passed um, Greg Popovich. He needs a couple of championships, but I think right now he's the best. Wow. Wow. That's saying something. Wow. That's saying something. (laughs) I didn't always think that because when, when we got LeBron back in the day, and again, I shout out Stephen A because he gave us the scoop. He came on our show and he told us that this was going to happen. And even when he told us that, I didn't believe it. I didn't. I, I told LeBron was going to New York or staying in Cleveland, you know. But hey, Jeff, together. I'm sorry, Jeff. We we got literally like 30 seconds left on this Zoom here. <laughs> oh. So. so uh, but, I, but but we appreciate your time because I, I know your time is valuable and everything. But uh, just quickly, go ahead and plug your show and let everybody know where they can find you at. Find everything you want to know about the Jeff Fox Show on the JeffFoxShow.com website. I'm represented by Brandstar Sports and Entertainment down here in Miami as well. So you can contact them. And they basically act as my agent, managers, so, so, you know, so to speak. Uh, periodically I do a podcast. I'm not consistent with it because it's just, you know, I don't know. Working. Yeah, work. You know, I got to pay the bills. And right now, DJ. Yes, sir. A little more. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, man, no we doubt, appreciate no you, man. We definitely got to do this again soon, man. No doubt.